0: Hey.
1: I'm your host, Dan Chuba. I'm coming to you from the offices of Daniel and Associates Real Estate. And why would I even tell you that? Because you know what? I am a drunk in recovery. I'm an alcoholic in recovery. That's right. I've been working my program of recovery for what? Twenty three years, six months, and three days today. But who's counting? Yay, I'm counting. You know, why do I count every day? Good golly. You know, somebody said, oh, I slipped. Hey, that's okay. You can start counting. You can count all over. I'm just totally amazed that by working this program one day at a time, one day, that my life not only has gotten better, but I put put a lot of days between the last drink drunk I had and the drink I had to today. And I'm totally amazed that I'm still alive. Holy cow, yay! And yeah, that's something to celebrate. Yep, I'm alive. Not only that, I've had a lot of good things happening to me. For those of you following along on the bouncing ball, I am scheduled to be married May 11th of 2019. Yay! And when people ask me when I'm going to get married, they tell them, May 11th, and they go, really? This year? I go, no, no, 2050. No, Okay, just kidding. Bad sense of humor. Thank God the lovely Miss Martha has a wonderful sense of humor, and she tolerates me. She puts up with me. But, hey, we uh, we certainly enjoy each other's company. And what America, one of the promises I was told that if I was pursued a good life, working the 12 steps of recovery in Alcoholics Anonymous, that's one of the programs I used. I used Celebrate Recovery. That was another one. That's a Christian-based program. I was had the privilege of being part of the startup on that uh, back years ago. But you know what? Nothing has worked better for me than AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, now this is not a show supported and promoted by Alcoholics Anonymous. This is a program that I put on the air almost seven years ago. We're finishing up our seventh year. There's some more applause. Yay! <clears throat> Seven years we've been talking about sobriety and a road to recovery here on Blog Talk Radio. I know the time is coming that we are going to leave Blog Talk Radio because it really is a difficult site to navigate, at least for me it is. I need something very simple. I need a very simple life. You know, that's what they say about AA. AA is a simple program for complicated people. God, you know, we just make mountains out of molehills, don't we? I do. I I can do that. I can do that very easily. And, uh, you know, that's not a good thing. You don't want to make mountains out of molehills and everything. Just keep molehills, okay? The molehills just cover up the hole so you don't fall in it, trip over it. But that's a wee program because somebody else can point it out. Hey, Dad, look out. You're stepping in a molehill. Okay, let's not make it into a mountain. Okay, let's not trip and fall. okay. Hey, guess what? This is a live broadcast. It is March 3rd, 2019, and you can call in. That's right. You can pick up the phone and dial in and share your thoughts, your ideas, your questions, comments, whatever, okay? If you're just lonely, you want to talk. If If you're lonely and you get off on just listening, that's okay, too. But if you want to talk, that's good. We always welcome the callers, okay? Otherwise, you get stuck listening to me all night. I do not have a guest. Tonight, we've had some really good guests. Um, who was last week? I don't remember. I don't remember. Was it Dan? Good could have been. Uh, Did I write it down? I don't even know if I wrote it down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, the call-in number is area code 323-580-5755. And you can call in and just listen on that line, or you can participate on the line. You can be here. You can do whatever you like. Okay? All right. Stop me when I'm talking too much because, you know, I just can go out and ramble and ramble. Hey, what a weekend I've had, okay? I don't know if I told you, but I'm also the president, the president of the West Chicago Lions Club. That's right, West Chicago Lions. The Lions Club is the largest service organization in the world. Okay, largest one. And we do a lot of good things. There's a lot of groups out there. The Rotary, the Kiwanians. I don't know what a Kiwanian is. I think it was named after the Kiwis. Seriously, I think it was named after Kiwis from Australia. But whatever. They do a good job. Everybody does a good job of, you know, helping out, volunteering. Uh, doing good deeds, okay, but I became a member of the Lions, and you know how come I became a member of the Lions, because one of the Lions asked me, Dan, would you like to become a member of the Lions, I went, uh, uh, okay, yeah, that sounds like a good time, and I've been part of it, and there were times I wanted to quit, there were times I l- really loved it, and I'm really loving it right now, but there were times I wanted to quit, because guess what, we get caught up with personalities, and some people, oh my gosh, some people, they just have challenges, in fact, you know, it's going to be a little bit, that's kind of interesting, it's kind of a segue into some of the things we're going to talk about tonight. You never know what's going to go on and what we're going to talk about, but I was reading an interesting article. Where is it? Where is the interesting article that I wanted to read? I don't see it. Okay. Did I lose it? I could have, could have very easily lost that article. Oh, no, here it is. Okay, and it just amazes me all that. The idle banter that goes back and forth, you know they keep talking about the building crisis with with culture and with uh uh race in this country, and you know what I think they spend more time talking about it than it really merits. I don't think so. I think that there is issues, but you know when when you really seriously when you think about what goes on i mean. The police really have to have power and authority. you got to get rid of the knuckleheads that abuse that power and authority. But for the most part, if a cop says stop, you should stop. If a cop says drop, you probably should drop. they got the guns and the weapons and the authority to use them. And i got to tell you something. When people run from the police or whatever, it does. It creates... A fear, a wonderment. What's going on? Why are they running? I think a lot of the deaths, the unnecessary deaths, would not have happened had people followed the rules, what the the officers said. But that's not what this program is about. Okay, I, I but I just couldn't help but to air my thoughts on that one. But what? What I wanted to talk about and what we're gonna talk about a little bit tonight or whatever you want to talk about, if you call up and say, Dan, I got some other ideas to, to do for the show I will say, Okay, let's do those other things for the show. But until you do that, we will continue on with what I'm thinking about. And why can I not find oh here it is. Where's where is our website? Okay, well, let's just say hello person hello person thank you for listening and i think that let's what am i thinking i don't know i'm thinking all kinds of things i'm looking for the show where oh there it is there's the sh- no that's not the show where did the show go where did the show go i don't know why it just disappeared it disappeared Sign in. Let's go back in and sign in and get back on the air. I know you guys can hear me. It's just we just lost our studio hookup. There we go. All right, we're still here. Yes, hopefully, yes, we are here. I am here. You are here. We are here. We're all together. Cuckoo, How are you? Okay. So, what am I chatting with? Why? Let's see. Okay. Okay. Let's get rid of that. I'm on a computer. See, I log in to a studio, and the studio connects me. Okay, and for some reason, there it went. No, there it is. Okay, I see it. All right, what I wanted to talk about tonight, if uh, you're interested in the least bit, is this article that says, Being Odd is the New Mental Illness. Being Odd is the New Mental Illness. Now, it's in a magazine, Economic Health, it says author bio. It caught my attention because I do believe that I have a thinking problem, a mental disease. I believe that it exists in many people in this world, and some people call it a soul sickness. Uh, S O U L, soul sickness, you know. And probably because our heavenly Father, who I declare Jesus is in my life, my higher power. Okay, you could have whoever your higher power is, that's fine. Whoever whatever. But I believe that my higher power, you know, I need to be more like him. And when I'm more like him, I'm more much more calm and relaxed and and uh, you know, I can handle life's issues. Plus, I'm not making a big thing about this world. I'm, you know, I'm 62 years old. I might have a good 30, 35 years left, maybe more, who knows. But I'm not going to have it if I get all weirded out. And chasing money, you know, I'm at that cusp in my life. Do I sit back and relax and enjoy what I've accomplished at this point with the lovely Miss Martha, which I certainly enjoy that, or do I still try to notch out some other activities? Hmm, tough decision because I'm not ready to slow down, okay? Oh, my God, you know, I love milk. I drink a lot of milk and water. Coffee at the office, but it's watered-down coffee. In fact, they say it's like little kids' coffee because it's so watered-down. But but I certainly enjoy it anyway. And a nice cold glass of water. Oh, or milk, one of the two. It's very good. I drink 2%. The lovely Miss Martha drinks, what the heck she drink? Not whole milk. I don't think anybody drinks whole milk that I know. Um, what is it, fat-free? Whatever whatever she drinks, it, it looks brown, and it just doesn't look like milk to me, and I don't think I could drink anything that looks like that in, at this point, at least in my life. Who knows? Maybe another year. You'd be surprised. I, I didn't think I'd be drinking water. In fact, when I first quit drinking, okay, I could not imagine my life without alcohol. Oh, my gosh. Everything I did, even work-related, I lived for Miller times. You know, during the week, that's how I got through life. I says, well, you know, it's, it's going to be Miller time. It's going to be Miller time. It's going to be Miller time. And that's how I got through my week. And, you know, when I quit drinking and started working the program, I still had that little program running in my brain. When's Miller time? When's Miller time? And it was tough because I wanted to reach out and have a cold beer, you know, or, or, or something that took me away from the realities of the world. But what I found is that no matter where you go with alcohol, there you are. That's right. And if I was trying to escape a problem, oftentimes the problem was still there or bigger by the time I came back to reality. And that wasn't good either. Today, sometimes I think maybe I will avoid it. Sometimes I do avoid it. But if that's the worst thing, I usually realize at some point and face it and then get out with my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you do. You well we all know what we're talking about we're talking about. Okay? So the floor is open. We certainly could talk about anything or anyone that we need to. Okay? And it's a, it's an open forum tonight, guys, okay? I am texting somebody. I apologize because I'm actually working and negotiating another contract. In real estate, it happens. It happens. But you know what else I did this weekend that was kind of exciting and fun? And uh, it's my second time doing it, so it wasn't unique, but it's unique every time I do it. Okay? And that was I did the Polar plunge. Yeah! And my friends over at C.R. Schmidt, John, and Liv... Two of the nicest people you ever want to meet. And Little Finn is uh, alive and well. Little Finn, their son. And they uh, put together a team, a team of plungers, they call it. team of plungers that not only agreed to take this plunge for the Special Olympics, okay, but to raise funds for it. And it was exciting and it was great. And I, I, I extend a big thank you to all of you who have made a donation on behalf of the Special Olympics, whether it was under my name or anybody else's name. You know, that's a great organization. And I'll tell you what, we have learned so much more about children with Down syndrome and that have this handicap, okay, of sorts. And they're pretty functional. You know, it's amazing. They're pretty amazing. They can they can accomplish things. Maybe not quite like people who don't have that syndrome, but yet they, in their own rights, in their own way, they they have a great way of living life, and they're just the happiest people too. Okay, there's this one guy, Danny Boy. Okay, we today we had a Lions Club pre- uh, breakfast. It was a pancake breakfast put out by the Lions Club, and I got to tell you something. You know. There's no room for prejudice in our world, at least definitely not in my world. And today we encouraged the middle school to put on a show of their dancers and a couple singers. And they did a great job. And it was, you know, the majority of the kids participating were Hispanic. And they did a fabulous job. And they brought their parents and their grandparents and their friends and their children. and, And the place was mobbed. It was. It was a great time. And i got to tell you something, I'm just so happy and proud to be a Lion and, and to prov- provide a venue for these kids to sing and dance their way in front of audience. You know, I don't want to say I didn't have that opportunity when I was a kid, but it wasn't one that I understood or took advantage of because we didn't have the encouragement then that we have in the world today. And uh, so there you have it. So the kids uh, came out and they danced. And people came, and they had pancakes and sausage, and it was great. And then they gave me a microphone that I could walk around with and, you know, and welcome everybody and talk about this, that. and You know, it was good. And I was still tired from yesterday, from the bowler plunge. That water was awful cold, okay? So if I don't go to, to full two hours today, the only way I'm going to go to full two hours today, be candid, is if somebody calls because I, I don't know that I want to talk for two full hours. Somebody says, "Well, how long, how do you do it? How do you talk for two hours?" Well, there are times that I think God wants me just to shut up, and when it, when that happens, I should just stop talking. I said. They started laughing. They thought it was funny because last night, okay, I gave the lead at Anona West and told my shared my experience, strength, and hope. And and what's really interesting about that, I don't think there was like twelve other people there, and brought. One of the girls said tears. There was some laughter and things, but there was tears too. And she said it touched her heart. And uh, I forgot her name, Ann, I think. Anne, maybe. And if you're listening in, I, I really hope that you could join me on the air sometime. But I'm glad that it, it, it touched your heart and brought some emotion out. And you know, for too long, I, I hung on to my emotions and suppressed them, which a lot of people before they get into the program do. Okay. Alcoholics and things, they, we just numb ourselves. We don't want to feel. Feeling is painful. For reasons unknown, we associate it with some horrible pain, and we don't want to feel it. And we, we convince ourselves that we are strong and impenetrable. You know, I love the song from uh, Simon and Garfunkel. And, and it goes like this. It goes, I am a rock. I am an island. And a rock feels no pain, and an island never cries. Okay? And that is what happens with people that, you know, before they get into program recovery, and sometimes in recovery. they. This young lady has been so in the program for 12 years, 10, 12 years, and said that was the first time that she's felt emotions come up from her. And I got to tell you something. I'm I'm happy to be part of that. To, you know, that's what a good working a good program will do is get you in touch with your feelings and emotions. And there were things that I was talking about yesterday that were getting me verklempt. You know, were getting me to the point where I I wanted to cry again because they they were emotional. They were emotional issues that I thought I dealt with all my emotions and you know, but that's good. That's good that there's still feelings deep inside that, that need to be unturned. And that's why it's an ongoing program in, in recovery. It doesn't end when we stop drinking. Oh, hey, hey, we stopped. 23 years, six months, three days. That's pretty impressive, I guess, right? Well, it's just another day to me. But you would think with all that time, I would think I was recovered. There are eight, there are people in the program that says, well, they are recovered. Maybe we are to some degree, but... Not recovered to the point where I could pick up alcohol and drink it again. Because within a short period of time, I'll be off back to the races within weeks, if not sooner. And how do I know this? Because I've seen it. I've been around 23 years, six months and three days, and I've watched as people left the program, went back out thinking, oh, I'm all better, or oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to get drunk and have fun. That's what I do. Well, you know what? That kind of fun I don't need in my life anymore, and I'm happy to tell myself. Now, if you could see what I am doing these days, you would see right in front of me, in front of my desk. I'm sitting at my desk, and I have a computer screen that I'm calling into the studio. I'm in West Chicago, Illinois, and I live in Glen Ellyn right now, Glen Ellyn, Illinois, with the lovely Miss Martha. Prior to our nuptials, I know. And uh, I'm looking at my aquarium. I set up an aquarium. I picked up an aquarium in in the local, I don't know, postings and went over and picked it up. And I got this triangular-type aquarium with a bunch of different fish in it. And there's nothing exotic, really, about some of these fish. Some are more exotic than the others. But they're just swimming around. And what is really cool is that I created a habitat that they seem to be really excited about, and it looks cool to me. And I have marbles in there, and I have plants in there, live plants and plastic plants and fake stones and real gravel. And I've got live plants growing around, and they're doing well, and it's just great. I just love it. I just really enjoy looking at these fish. And I know the lovely Miss Martha loves the aquariums we have at home. Yes, we have some aquariums at home, and she enjoys Watching them, too, and I do, too, we sit down there for, you know, not hours, but, you know, we sit down there for 10, 15 minutes at a time. It's very relaxing. You know, and I actually spent $45 today on one fish. The the kid who sold it to me was a hell of a salesman, but I could see he really knew his stuff. See, and if you offer a product that is superior, then you could ask for a superior price. And people will pay it. I paid it. I paid it. there was he had fish that were less than two inches long that he said he sells them by the inch for a hundred dollars an inch. So that fish would have probably cost me one hundred and fifty dollars. but I got to tell you something what a cool looking fish it was, and he had a bunch of other ones there too, and he knew how to care for them and feed them you know. I learned that. I was learning that today, and I was enjoying it. Now, that's what I do today. What I did before was sit in the bar, drink, imagine that I'm having a great time making fun of my friends, having them make fun of me, which I really didn't enjoy doing either way. I didn't like them making fun of me. And, you know, even though I thought, ha-ha, I got one up on them, I didn't feel good about making fun of other people. I didn't. And, and buying drinks for everybody, and you know, I'm the big tough guy, and I'm going to buy drinks for everybody, and then end up with no money at the end of the night, smoke my brains out with cigarettes, okay? And then go home with a hangover or, yeah, drunk or whatever, and run the risk of a, a, another DUI, which I've had two of them. No, no, no. this This stuff with the aquariums is far better use of my time. Than drinking ever was, and I love this, and I have something to look at, and it's not gone today. I mean, I drink a drink, and it's gone. Hangover, a memory of the hangover is still with me if I if I did that. But I don't have that now. I have these aquariums, and I share these aquariums with other people, and some people like them, some don't. But I don't, you know, I like them, and it's my company, it's my office, and well, I'm gonna do what I want. You know, I've done what other people wanted for the majority of my life, and my life wasn't very comfortable. Today, because of this program, it's re-empowered me. Now, I'm not rude and obnoxious about it, but I do love what I do. I've got two decent-sized aquariums in this office. One's in the conference room. That's where I put the $45 fish in that one. And it's got angel fish in it, and it was just grown over with algae. I don't get to see that one very much because it's in the conference room unless I go and sit down there and watch it. Okay, here at my desk, I, I'm looking at this aquarium right on, and it's—it's it's just I love it. It's just really great. I almost want to turn it again, make it so I can really see it, but then it would—it would look crappy to other people because you know it's just the way it's set up. So that's okay. It, if this is the worst thing that I have, I'll. I'll indulge myself. I, I'm going to continue on with it because I certainly, certainly really enjoy it. But, see, that's what I do with my time today. It's a lot different than before. I get home at a reasonable time. I'm tired. I had a long day. It was productive. I don't always get everybody that I, I go out and meet. Yesterday I met somebody. And when I gave her a, a off-the-cuff value I shouldn't have, I know better to do that. But, no, I did it. She encouraged me. Please tell me. I'm like, ah. Well then she didn't want to talk to me anymore because it wasn't numbers that she wanted to hear. Okay, and I didn't bring material to support it up and that's that's not good. People need to have information, they want information, and you know, oh well. And I offered called back twice. I didn't even get the courtesy of a call back. That's how people are. They'll take your time, they'll do this, that. If you don't hear if they don't hear what you want they want you to say and they're they're not even going to listen anymore. That's the world today. That's why I say, you know what, I don't think we have a growing race problem. I have a lot of friends that are multicultural and multi, uh, you yeah, know, I'm not going to go hang out in African-American neighborhoods on a regular basis uh, because I don't share that kind of bond. I'm not a real big in some of that stuff, but I don't have a problem with being invited there and going visiting. Or vice versa, I'm sure they don't want to hang out with me, and maybe they're not into aquariums. Okay, I don't know what they're into. That's where we kind of go off on our own, you know. The lovely Miss Martha did a women's weekend at her second house that she has, and her daughters came, and they all seemed to have a great time. And uh, I worked, and I had uh, the polar plunge, and what was really cool was after the polar plunge, this group C R Schmidt. They are brick pavers. So if anybody in the Chicago area or in the surrounding states, because they go big, they go big area, and they've got some really high tech equipment to um, to lay, you know, brick pavers down. So man, they could do parking lots. They're just it's pretty amazing stuff. Okay, I think. People have an unrealistic expectation of what the brick is going to do and how it's going to hold up to the type of traffic that it gets. But that's that's not my problem. I still like brick pavers. If we could afford it, I'd have brick paving all over. But it's pretty darn expensive. It really is. It's very darn expensive. I don't know that I could afford it. It would be cool, though, if we did it for our office. But, again, I'm looking at it. How long do I want to stay in this business? It's a, it's a tiring business, real estate. I've been in real estate 36 years. So, again, if you're paying attention, and I've been sober 23 years, six months and three days, that meant that I was out there drinking for another 13 years and doing my job. And I did it pretty good. Just because I drank didn't mean I I had a bad, I I did my job poorly. No. I just showed up poorly in the rest of my life. I have three children that were raised by other men and and my ex-wives. I have three ex-wives. I'm not proud of that. But I am proud of the fact that I fixed a better part of myself working this program in recovery. One day, one step at a time. I've made some incredible friendships. I can't say that I made incredible friendships when I drank. I made acquaintances, and I mistook them for friends. Today, I make acquaintances, and they develop into friendships, true friendships, good friendships. So I want to say hi to my friend Anna out there in New York. I love you. You're a great person. We've never met, but I just think the world of her. Okay? And some of the other people in the country – Okay, the Bahama, Alabama mama, Alabama mama. You know, the one that uh, that was going to go back out and do meth. She kicked meth, the habit of meth. I don't know if she's still kicking it, but she was for a long time there. And you got to be proud of people that, that did that, even if it's one day. Gave herself a, a break. Just knowing you did it one day, you could do another day. okay. I don't know if I'm going to go the rest of my life without a drink. I really don't, okay? But I don't really worry about that anymore. I stopped worrying about tomorrow. I stopped living in remorse of yesterday. I can't go back and fix it. If I could, I'd I'd make sure that I have all the information that I needed at my fingertips when I went and saw this lady and that I wouldn't have given her a number until I had all that material. But I can't go back and fix it, and I'm not going to lose sleep. And so then I came back to the office after that experience. Because it, it's kind of deflating, wise attitude, ego, when, when people tell you, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a professional, but I wasn't prepared to talk, and I shouldn't have. But I came back to the office only to find out that somebody came by and gave me a call, and they might need my help, and that's very cool. Somebody, it's a live show, sorry about that. Somebody that not only will need my help, but appreciates just the few conversations we had yesterday on the phone and how nice that is. That's a refreshing, wonderful feeling. I can't say I've ever felt that with anybody I met in a bar, okay? I might have felt excited, you know, and that's how I met most of the people that I dated and abused. And when I say abused, I don't mean I physically abused them, but I really didn't care much about them as individuals. I only wanted sex with them, okay? Sometimes I became friends with them, and most of the times... One time was all it took, and that was it. I wasn't interested anymore because it's not really what I wanted. And if I realized I didn't want to be with them, then I'm saying to myself, why am I giving myself to somebody I don't want to be with? Or, as in the case of my third wife, why did I give myself to somebody who was already spoken for, knowing that this person was spoken for, and I should have walked away? And instead, I developed an interest, a craving, a an obsession for her. That was very bad. It was a tough time in my life right there, and so glad it's beyond I'm done and way beyond it. But i got to tell you something. I will always wish that woman, Patty, little Patty, third wife Patty, I will always wish her well. I will always love her. Because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have found this program of recovery. Yeah, we started talking about that last night. That was interesting. You know, I guess I do have a pretty fascinating, interesting life. It's just such a big book. And when you hear different parts of it, it could be fascinating and funny. It could be sad and depressing. It could be a bunch of things. The good news is that uh, read ahead to the final pages. It's today, and here I am. I'm 62 years old, clean and sober, 23 years, 6 months and 3 days. Okay, working at developing a relationship of sorts with my kids but realizing that we don't don't have that much in common other than their blood. They have lives, they live in the southern portions of California, my daughters and my grandkids. Okay, my grandkid, my grandson, the oldest one, oh, he's probably got a little spirit and spunk of me in him, maybe a little bit more than I have, more like Jim Carrey. He's uh his Christmas picture to me. was uh, with his pants down shooting the moon we didn't see his face but we see his butt (laughs) what a kid right (laughs) and the other and the other two grandchildren are just staring on, going i don't believe this guy's doing this that's that's our, our cousin doing that and their mothers my daughters looking from behind just laughing going well that's that's our kid that's our kid you know that's okay So that's why I was reading this article, and I thought maybe we'd read it together because it's an article saying being odd is a new mental illness. And I do believe that I have a thinking problem, not a drinking problem, because I took care of the drinking problem. But now that I've taken care of the drinking problem, I've got to deal with the thinking problem. Oh, man, I'm drinking some really good cold water. Love it. Great. And I got milk. I got milk and water and even some coffee, but the coffee's getting warm or it's getting tepid. Nothing worse than tepid coffee. I like hot tea. I'm not a really big iced tea lover, but I'll drink it if it's iced tea sometimes, but not tepid tea or tepid coffee or tepid milk or tepid water. You know, it's kind of like a, that says in the Bible either ye be hot or cold. But if you're lukewarm, I spew thee from my mouth. Because even Jesus didn't like that kind of, uh, you know, drink. He wanted it to be hot or cold. Okay? So there you have it. Now, I'm going to read this article. It's It's from the Daily Conspiracy team. Kind of weird and wacky. But it goes on to say, Did you know the main professional organization of psychiatrists has declared that annoyance, no, arrogance, Narcissism, above-average creativity, cynicism, and antisocial behavior are all now newly declared by them mental diseases. I got to tell you something. Arrogance, narcissism, above-average creativity, cynicism, antisocial behavior,
0: well, a little
1: bit of both of those, but mostly the first three are arrogance. Narcissism, above-average creativity—that's that's describing me when I was caught up in my addiction, and as I evolved from it. So I agree that you know I have a mental disease, and so I agree that that makes sense that they're saying that about this. Okay, the American Psychiatric Association (APA) has taken upon itself the task of classifying mental disorders. Their diagnostic staff. Statistical Manual, okay, wait a minute, let's see here, Checking in, okay, just making sure we're not getting any callers that I'm not addressing, okay, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM, is the standard for the medical profession and is used or relied upon by clinicians, researchers, psychiatric drug regulation agencies, health insurance companies pharmaceutical companies, the legal system, and policy makers. One big problem with classifying personality traits as mental illness is that the person's legal status changes dramatically. Civil privileges such as driving can be restricted or revoked. Someone diagnosed with a behavioral mental illness might well be forced into a treatment institution with no right to check out without the official approval of others. See, that's one of the reasons why people don't want to admit that they got a drinking problem. Because they may have some serious consequences. Okay? I gotta tell you something. I went to my doctor and in course of conversation I said to him that I had, you know, an issue with alcohol that, you know, I'm I'm working on and addressing through the program and You know, he wrote some stuff down. The next thing I know on my medical chart, it says, patient is an alcoholic and uh, has serious problems with alcohol. And I felt pretty upset about that. Why? I said, because they stated it as a fact, as a doctor explaining my medical history, telling that I've got A problem. Now, I stated that I had the problem. That's how it should read. It should say, patient stated they had a problem. There was no medical history. There was no medical proof that I, in fact, ever was treated for alcohol or drugs. Never. So why would they tag me and flag me if something happened and that was the only uh, history that they can find, they would say that, oh, my God, this guy's got a problem. They need to change that. I don't have a problem. They have to state that the client claims he had a problem. You see, understanding, I could be wrong. I am a an alcoholic in my mind. But, see, that, for me... Helps me address the problem and the issue in my life, and I'm getting help on it. It's not because of the drinking, it's the thinking which some medical people still don't get the thinking problem as compared to the drinking problem. you know science and doctors still have to catch up to the rest of the world and what's being done and how it's being how it's going forward, okay Oh uh, let's see think that way okay, prove okay. There we go. One big problem with classifying personality traits as mental illness is that the person's legal status changes dramatically. Civil privileges such as driving can be restricted or revoked. Someone diagnosed with a behavioral mental illness might well be forced into a treatment institution with no right to check out without the official approval of others. The prospect of having to prove you're not crazy after a medical Categorization, categorization categorization, is not a pleasant one. A highly talented artist might create great work that expressed a satiric point of view or one contrary to the official governmental or government narrative. Under the new mental illness system, such a person has a disease. Now think about that for a minute, it says. Now add to the list of arrogant, narcissistic, Usually creative, cynical and antisocial mental misfits, a brand new made up disease that will surely threaten many outspoken victims freedoms. You've got to hand it to the shrinks who came up with this insidious mental illness. Oops, there I go again, being all cynical again. Judge for yourself. Oppositional defiant disorder or odd is ongoing pattern. ...of disobedient, hostile, and defiant behavior. is ongoing pattern of disobedient, hostile, and defiant behavior. That sounds like a kid. Kids are... ...ongoing pattern of disobedient, hostile, and defiant behavior. Could be kids. Okay? Systems that you are, in an odd way, include... ...questioning authority. Are they serious? Negativity. Ditto. Defiance ditto, ditto, argumentative and being easily annoyed, triple this, triple ditto. The DSM spells out many of the disease symptoms must be present as identified by the APA, approved diagnosing doctor, to make a positive diagnosis of mental illness. The APA must be counting on the fact that many people have never heard of DSM-5 or or whatever it is, where Odd made its first official appearance. It doesn't take that much smarts to figure out that the psychiatric elite are changing the game through legal means to allow the arbitrary arbitrary diagnosis of anyone who mouths off or dissents. It doesn't take any smarts to know at all that extremely creative people are not mentally ill. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up, okay, is... Uh, the other thing, the other thing, you know, the other thing, what is I'm talking about? Let's see, where did that go? We got that done. That's Maryland. Let's see here. Where where do you, where do you, the program go? Yup, in Yemeni. Let's see, let's get rid of this one. Okay, and do we have it up here? Yes, we do. Okay, good. So, we're back to the studio site. but. One thing that I was talking about and I heard people talking about is PTSD, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Not just affecting our soldiers, infantrymen, but anybody that's gone through an emotionally shocking, aggressive experience. It's not fun. I don't think the world was meant to live with that kind of a, a reaction response at all. And to experience it could put you in a little tizzy. Can get your undies in a bunch, can't they? Absolutely positively. PTSD, but you know what? One of the greatest programs to help PTSD through, and this is just me, one knucklehead here. I'm not qualified to be a doctor or anything, but I got to say, you know, know, they were talking about uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law, and I don't want to get political here, but they said that this guy came up with some pretty good ideas on how to uh, work on the Middle East Peace Agreement or something, or he worked on NAFTA or something. You know what? I don't think you have to be certified in every area to do a job because you bring a different, refreshing approach to doing the same job that maybe these professionals did, and they're taught in their own different way. We need to stay open and receptive to some of these people doing what they do. Because they do pretty cool. They do good stuff. So the same thing I'm saying is that you don't have to be a doctor or a psychiatrist or psychologist or a counselor to help people in this program. We learned that through Alcoholics Anonymous. You don't have to be. You have to be open and willing. And... I really believe that people with the problem, the mental problem, will fix themselves if you let them by encouraging them to dump all the crap that goes on in their head as they sit there and smile or, or look like a zombie, whatever the deal is, dump it out of their head, and then let them pick it back up and put it back in if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. They can do that if that's what their, their bippy is. Sure, why not? Right? Why not? Why not? And that's the question of the day. Why not? Why don't we let them do it? Okay? Because that's how they're going to get better. Keeping it in their head is not going to make them any safer, healthier, whatever. They're not. It's going to bounce around and rattle around in her head like, oh, gosh, like it did in mine. And then when I started sorting it out and I said stuff, there were some times I literally laughed, said, holy cow, is that what I was thinking? You know, when you say it out loud, it comes out a whole different way than when you do it and keep it in your head. You know, when it's just staying in my head, for some reason, it's comes out differently i can't tell you why or how but it does okay and i'm just grateful that i know how to not continue on living that kind of life okay because it's not a good life the life i have today very good life very good life okay i'm grateful i have it I'm grateful that I met the lovely Miss Martha and that we are getting along wonderfully and that we are you know, going to get married. People say, where are you going to get married at this age?" Well, you know what? Because I love her. I care about her. Um, you know, she's a very loved and respected woman, and I don't think it's right that I just hang out with her. I want her to know that I'm willing to make that commitment to her and be with her and work and, and, and work problems out together and solve them together and you know something I've never done with anybody but I'd like to try I don't know that anybody ever did it the very first time you had to start somewhere and a lot of you guys did it stayed in there it was a good thing I don't think being together with somebody is a bad thing whatsoever And no matter what age you're at it's just amazing to hear people talk until they realize that you are like involved in with somebody in that capacity to that degree and they're like oh you're one of them yes i'm one of them people i always love when they talk to me about one being one of those them people okay one of those people being you know uh somebody in alcoholics anonymous you know and you know living life and doing things and everything yeah i'm one of them people But, hey, I'm happy to be one of those people. I'm happy to say, hey, I'm an alcoholic in recovery. I can't handle my booze. I can't. I don't even want to try anymore. I give up. It was too much trouble, too much effort. It's not worth it. I like the life that I've got right now. It's a wonderful life, a great life. And I'm grateful that I have it. And I'm grateful I have a life like this to share with the lovely Miss Martha. Okay? Now, I'm going to do some bonehead things because I'm a bonehead. That's what bonehead people do. They do bonehead things. They do. I swear. And I'm no different than anybody else. I could do bonehead things. I could do them very good. Okay? But I try not to. Okay? I really do try to do the next right thing, which is what the program of recovery has taught me. It taught me one day, one step at a time, and do the next right thing. Now, it's not always easy to do the next right thing, is it? Of course it isn't. Otherwise, they would say, I don't know, they wouldn't say it was a difficult program. It's a difficult program to get. But it's a it's worth it. It's not an easy program, but it's worth it. It is. And I will tell you myself, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you myself that it is worth it. It's so worth getting and staying sober. Again, I just couldn't even begin to imagine what my life would have been like had I never drank that first beer. How Had I put it down and said, I don't want to do this. If I could have stood up to peer pressure. I couldn't at the time. I needed, I craved friendship. We do. We all crave friendships. We all crave somebody in our lives at some point until we think we're never going to get it or if we get it, it's not going to be a good thing. So then we start discounting it and saying, well, it's probably a better night not have it. Yeah, that's, that's probably it. You know, it's really not cut out when I thought it would be, and I could, you know, I could live alone, and a rock feels no pain, and an island never cries, yeah, it's, it's easy to shut, it's not easy, but you can, you can get to a point where you shut your emotions off, what do they call it, antisocial, they call it psychotic I don't know the terms of it, but I've met people that are basically without feeling. They've just repressed it so much, so long, that it's hard to get it and surface it. So that's why when that girl yesterday started to cry, and I didn't say, here, here, stop crying, don't cry, which is, the reflex most people have, most people say, hey, don't cry. I said, cry, let it out, live it, feel it. It is a wonderful thing. It's like being out in the rain. You know, you're so afraid to get rained on. But you know what? There are times when it's raining beautifully warm water, warm rain, and you go outside and you just lift your heads up and your hands up and, and just be, be rained on. It's really, it feels good. It is. It feels good. It's wonderful. Okay. We are coming up to the 8 o'clock hour. And be honest with you, folks, I'm thinking probably going to cut this show short. Yep. Simply because I've had a long weekend. Nobody seems to want to call in. That's okay. Shared a lot of things that happened. It was a busy weekend. I'm negotiating contracts, but I'm not going to do them tonight. But I got them, and that's good. So, let's see. We'll probably play some Marilyn Scott. Now, come on, maybe 10, 15 minutes, and do a little last-minute wrap-up of the show, or maybe I'll, maybe I'll feel like saying some more. Who knows? Okay. But what I do know is, right now, I'm going to take a break. Okay. So we're gonna break for a few minutes. We're gonna to listen to some uh, Mia Keen. No, we Mia Keen was the first singer. Who is the next? Singer? Marilyn Scott. Where did you go? Where did Marilyn? Go? Where did you go, oh Marilyn, oh Marilyn? And am I done reading that article? Yeah, that's enough. I don't know if I want to read anymore. Okay. The odd is a new mental disease, but yeah, we can explore that later. I wonder if I can print this. I'm sure there is a print button somewhere. Post comments, leave a reply. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if I can face it again. Can't stop now. I'm traveling so far. Jesus lovely
0: life.
1: Okay want see when the, okay, we're gonna save this for the road to recovery. We might read some more another day, but not tonight. Not tonight. Unless I feel like wanting to come back to it. Road to recovery article. Article. Send it to myself. Good. Oh stop. I hate this spell check. Okay? It is what it is. It's improperly spelled. Let it be. We don't need to be perfect. I certainly don't. All right, let's see if I got if I got this for me. Take this and put it down here. PQR. We'll put it down here. Oh, we gotta find the. Uh, let's see. I wanna find Marilyn Scott. So let's get this going because I wanna hear her song. Y'all know my favorite song, one of them from Maryland. We're going to hear a few probably, but it's uh, today was the last of all days. So sit back and listen, enjoy, and reflect on the things we talked about. We'll be back in a few moments with more on the Road to Recovery here on Blog Talk Radio.
0: If today was the last of all days, would it change how you feel who you are? Would you run? you give everything that you could have you done everything that you wanted to do is that still
1: Chlorella is absolutely one of my favorite. This is matcha green tea, that's not chlorella. Chlorella, this is ashwagandha. Where's the chlorella? If you've ever been, been, been to Whole Foods your area, then you know take I'm the guy that's obsessed with superfoods. I'm the weird dude that smells like essential oils and has a cart full of foods that most people have never even heard of. True story, last time I was in Whole Foods over at Hillcrest, three women called me over and they're like, hey, what are you talking about? I was actually telling them what I was looking for to increase my body's electromagnetic field through high-vibing food. Seriously. How weird is that? I'm a self-proclaimed nerd, and I'm proud of it. But there's a message to my madness, though, and I want to share my.
0: Only expert real estate agents in your area compete to save you money when buying or selling your house
1: Okay, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we are back to the road to recovery. I just tell you, I love that the woman. She sings so wonderfully. Marilyn Scott, you are incredible. I love your music. And I love that song, The Last of All Days. Listen, folks, we're going to wrap it up tonight. I hope you enjoyed the first hour of lots of conversation. We, I'll be back again next Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. here on Blog Talk Radio. Maybe we'll stay on until 9. Maybe we'll cut it shorter. Depends on what. Some days we're going to get a, we'll get uh, guests, and uh, someday I'm going to get find somebody to help me out on this show, and <laughs> so we'll probably be able to do a little bit better job. But I want to say thanks for uh, listening, and uh, if you have any ca- questions comments during the week, please feel free to call me six three zero nine one eight six one two nine or remember my 1-800 number, 1-800-I-ASK-YOU. It rings on my cell phone, 1-800-I-ASK-YOU, you Four two seven five nine six eight. Or email me at daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, at dare.com, whichever. We look forward to talking to you, helping you out, because helping you helps us. And uh, I love this program. I'm going to keep working it one day at a time, one step at a time. Hope you enjoyed yourself, hope you enjoyed the program, hope we brought something of value to you. Okay, good night, have a great week. Two things, don't let friends drive drunk, don't let anybody you know drive drunk. There's Uber, there's all kinds of things today, so don't let anybody drive drunk, number one. Number two is if you know that there's somebody that's struggling all by themselves, off on their own, you know, reach out to them, say hello and maybe give them a hug, okay? Hugs are good things. We'll talk to you later, good night.